This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Thank you. And welcome to you. Oh, welcoming everybody. And welcome, by the way, to Adam's dad. Hi, Adam's dad. Welcome. Oh, oh, we multi-generational now. We are. That's what I was going to say. That means nothing to anybody. But Adam is one of our lovely, lovely listeners, and he's recruited some of his family members into listening, showed them an episode where we had actually mentioned him and have vaginas. So, you know, apologies about that, Adam's dad. Anyway, his dad is now an avid listener. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. So come on, everybody, get your families involved, right? That's what you want to do this Christmas. Sit around, listen to me and Sarah talk about the Kraken. That's that's family entertainment right there. I think it will bring people closer together. Do you know, I really do, because also I had a message from one of my friends who listens to the podcast over in Ireland. Hi, Beachy, who messaged me. He was listening to you talking about mopping up semen with a towel at a sex party while stood in a queue at M&S. And he said he could swear the woman behind him could hear what you were saying. And he was like, I'm going to ask for some new headphones for Christmas. Oh, oh no. <laughs> like first thing on a Friday morning. And that's what, you know, Mary behind him had to listen to. My God, Beachy is posh, isn't he? M&S. I know, I don't know what he's buying, I'll have to check. In a cost of living crisis, yeah. someone's doing well for themselves. Yeah, do you want to sponsor us? Maybe yes. you want to sponsor an episode. <laughs> but anyway, yes, welcome. Welcome everybody, welcome all our new listeners. Welcome Mary, if you're listening, behind someone in a queue. Welcome. Yeah, I'd forgotten about all that. Oh yeah, let's not go back to talking about all of that. No oversharing this week, focus is what we need to be. Well, we do need to be focused, but we're never focused. So, I mean, that's just wishful thinking, Sarah, isn't it? Some people have been sharing some of their Spotify wrapped with us, Sarah. So you know about Spotify wrapped? No. Okay. So if you listen to Spotify, 
at the end of the year, they give you like this little overview of like the people you've listened to and, you know, how many hours you've listened. And lovely, lovely Lucy Delbridge. She has listened, Sarah, are you ready for this? Over mm. the year for a total of 5,381 minutes just to our podcast. That is a lot of Sarah and Jess in your ears. We should fashion her a medal. But yeah, that makes her in the top 0.5% of our listeners on Spotify. Well done to her. That is a phenomenal feat and we very much appreciate her loyalty. Yes, thank you very much, Lucy. And thank you for sharing that with us. Oh gosh, she knows an awful lot about us though. How did did she get through all the the waffling? That's why she should have a medal. Well, she should for perseverance, loyalty, (laughs) patience, commitment. Yes. I mean, she's got some amazing qualities. Well done, you. Well done, Lucy. Um, yes. And in, in other news, that means nothing to anyone. It's uh, Rita's birthday today. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, 15th of December, Sarah. Rita's birthday. Seven today. That's my one of, one of my rescue dogs. Um, oh. So yeah. How do you know her birthday if she's a rescue? Well, you don't really, do you? It's just whatever someone writes in a passport. And by the way, I'm very upset that all of my dogs have European passports and I do not. Oh, so they're free to travel then. They are, but not with me. No. They can just do their, do their, they can go interrailing around Europe if that's what they'd like to do. Go through the EU channel yes, rather they can. than having to queue. So happy birthday, Rita. Are you doing anything later with her? Meal out, um, perhaps? <laughs> Candle at dinner for two? I bought her like an enrichment ball, but she just seemed a bit puzzled by it. So she said but, that know. was an honour gift list, was it? She, no, she was literally just like, just give me some sausages. That's all I want. So, you know, maybe we'll do that. But anyway, you know, that's a bit in my life. How's, how's yours going, Sarah? Anything you want to share that's completely relevant to HIV or this podcast? Yes, I've already told you before you've hit record. <sighs> Parcel delivery this morning. Big box of sweets. It's not even for me. It's not even for someone in my road. I've now got to go out and deliver it to the correct person. What what are you going to do if they're not in, though? That would really annoy me if I'd got travelled all that way and they weren't even in. I might just sit on their doorstep and open the box of sweets. <gasps> do it. Can you Start see what kind them. of sweets they are? No, it's rattly, but it's like it's a confectionery company. Oh, I, honestly, the disappointment was off the scale when I realised. I thought someone had sent me sweets. It's maddening. Like, oh, yeah. It's I, I think that's actually one of the worst disappointments when there's a parcel that comes to your house and then they're like, oh, this is for next door. Do you want to take it? Everything in me, I'm not going to lie, wants to say no. No, I don't. But you don't say that, do you? No, you just take it in. Did I tell you about how my neighbour's brilliant at doing this? Have I told you this? No. Took a parcel in for me the other day and about five minutes after I got the thing through, because I was on a call, so I couldn't answer the door. The doorbell rings and I think that's the neighbour dropping it around because he's so lovely. So I opened the door and I said, I am so sorry. This is one of the perils of living next door to me, these parcels. And it wasn't my neighbour. It was my postman. (laughs) He just went, I'm your postman. I I don't live next door to you. (laughs) Stand it over and run away. (laughs) I was like, well, I know that. But you know when you've not looked at someone properly and I was just like, yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that's amazing. Probably the dullest story I've ever told. It, I think it matched my Rita's birthday story, yeah, Sarah. So we're, we're not, on a par. You can tell it's the end of the year. We've, yeah. We're winding down. So we've got today, we've got Madonna, and then we've got an episode next week. We're doing an end of year special on the 29th. We're having a little break the first week of January um, because obviously we're going to have some time off at Christmas where we're not doing the podcast. But that again will only be a little week's break, won't it? Yes. Because you're off, you're on annual leave that week. Yeah. Excellent. Wow. 
I don't know whether to do my intro now because you've ruined it. Oh no, why? Listen to what I was going to say. So this week, we're going to get into the groove as we're about to go on holiday. Yeah, but before we do so, we're going to talk about my favourite star, Madonna. You've ruined it. Why did I ruin it? And also, I said I thought there might be more. Oh, I see. <laughs> thought you might have put some more. I was waiting for more. Oh, best I could come up with at short notice. I mean, she's done hundreds of songs. If I worked hard, I could probably weave a lot more of them in. But yeah, no. yeah, you could have been like, and just like a prayer being answered, we've lived to tell the tale <laughs> of Madonna. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to cherish this <gasps> podcast. Oh, let's just make this the podcast. Putting Madonna's <laughs> song, song titles on Madonna's songs. Yes, <laughs> I know that. Obviously, recently she did her tour where she um, had shared loads of images of people who have passed away from HIV and AIDS. But I actually don't know loads more about what she's done in terms of HIV. And I know you've been quite impressed by what she's done behind the scenes. I'm very impressed by her. I didn't realise how much she'd done to be honest. And we cannot cover it all in one episode. So we've picked highlights just in case there's any super Madonna fans who are like, you're not doing her justice. There's only so much we can do. There's only so much we can do. And I feel also like if you're listening to this, we never really managed to do anyone justice. I mean, everyone we cover is pretty bloody amazing. So it's just sort of, it's the best we can do, isn't it? It really is. And I think what makes Madonna stand out perhaps from others is that she was very supportive of the LGBT community, the HIV community from the very beginning. Um, And that's what that that, head and shoulders she is above others. But I'm not going to say which others because I don't want to cause controversy. I'm just waffling now. Anyway, Madonna, let's crack on. So I love Madonna, as you know. Is that the start? That's how I'm starting it. (laughs) So I love Madonna. (laughs) And that's the end of the podcast. We don't need to go any further. Of course I loved her. In the 80s, and I don't really remember her before, like like a virgin, which was phenomenal. But there was nothing, nobody else like her. There was no other kind of music like her. And, you know, she managed to divert my attention from Spandau Ballet and Bucks Fizz. And all of a sudden, you were a Bucks Fizz fan. Making your mind up. Land of Make Believe. I do love Land of Make Believe, yeah. But think them mm. and then think Madonna or, you know, fishnet everything and crucifixes. Amazing. Yeah, she was. But she just burst onto the scene. She was amazing. You're right. Like such a female icon. I mean, she still is. That's it. She just keeps reinventing herself, doesn't she? All of the time. Yeah. And I think even back then, I could tell she was going to be special. I had an really? eye for it. I'm a bit like Simon Cowell. I could I could spot potential. So after she'd been signed and was releasing singles and albums, you yes. had decided that that is when you knew that she was going to be successful. Yes. Yeah. Saw her on Top of the Pops, thought she's going to make it big. That and the fact that I was watching Top of the Pops with my mum and I felt her just stiffen ever so slightly and I thought, oh, okay, something going on here. Because she's singing about being a virgin, she's dressed quite raunchily and I was like ah okay she's not for adults she immediately becomes my pop icon and I couldn't afford obviously to dress like her I just had one crucifix that I bought from Topshop as a nod to her style that just made my neck go green oh god I'd love to see you dressed up like Madonna (laughs) 
I could never quite pull it off. I think when you're that young and your mum's still buying all your clothes, she's not going to let you go out in a cropped fish net top, is she? No, she's not letting you buy those fingerless gloves, Sarah. She's not. She's not letting you no. draw on the little mole. She's not no. letting you bleach the hair. No, it's not she's happening. Steering you back to the boring pixie boots every time. Anyway, <laughs> let's get focused on Madonna and her support of the HIV community. Do you have to thank Zoe for this episode because she helped pull together the research? See, Zoe, you're a legend too. Not quite as legendary as Madonna, but you know. But but did but did you look at her and know she's special? Same with Madonna. Is that is that was that is that correct? Yeah, I could see again the potential. Yeah, yeah, similar, similar. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I'm not like Simon Cowell. I don't need a panel of people. I'm doing all this on my own. It's just it's just yeah, it's just a gut feeling, Sarah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to go back to the early eighties, right? Because that is when Madonna was first involved with uh, the LGBT and HIV community. I always find it weird. I don't like lumping them together, but in the early eighties kind of one went hand in hand with the other unfortunately didn't it yes I know I do know what you mean and I feel that same uh jarring where it's like these two groups just get lumped in together and I don't necessarily think they should but yes I think if we're talking early 80s that is that was just factual that's just how it was yeah yes I suppose there's no other way to kind of dress it up, is there? Uh, we are Studio 54. We've talked about Studio 54 before, haven't we? The coolest place to hang out in New York, especially if you were creative. And we've talked about it in Keith Haring's episode. That's where he used to hang out. Andy Warhol used to hang out there and Madonna used to hang out there. Can you imagine in the 80s going somewhere like that and seeing all of these? Yeah, it would have been amazing. Would have been, wouldn't it? My legendary radar would have exploded with all these people that had potential. It was at Studio 54 that Madonna met Martin Burgoyne. They became friends. They ended up being roommates. He became uh, one of her dancers, although not for long. He wasn't a professionally trained dancer, but he did manage her first club tour. And they're really close, really kind of tight knit. He's designed the cover of one of her singles. And as her fame grew, they stayed really good friends. When Madonna got married uh, in 1985 to Sean Penn, another person I love, by the way. Oh, I do love Sean Penn. And he, he was he was quite a bad boy in, in that era, wasn't he? he? He sort of couldn't quite cope with Madonna's fame. He used to, yeah. d- wasn't there, I'm sure I watched the other day, I'm going to say allegedly just in case, but I'm sure I was watching a thing the other day where he had sort of tried to attack some of the paparazzi, allegedly, um, a few times. Oh, he did. I watched something at the weekend about him um, and it was just kind of going through his acting career and you just don't realize how many amazing films he's done he's incredible he is oh when he married madonna i was so happy what when he wrote because didn't he write on the beach fuck off in the sand (laughs) and everyone was like how romantic (laughs) but why like why get married i know you i know you should be allowed to get married wherever you like yeah i get that but why get married on a clifftop if you don't want anyone to see? Because didn't everyone just hire helicopters and circle? Oh, around? It yeah, was it was madness. It was mental. You're right. So it's just becoming a list of Amadonna memories rather than rather than what an she's HIV actually podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, she got married to Sean Penn. Martin Burgoyne is obviously invited. He takes Andy Warhol as his plus one. Pretty cool. What a plus one! I know. So that's in 1985. But following summer. 1986, Martin fell ill. Oh, you know where I'm heading with this, don't you? He had ARC, AIDS-related complex. 
Madonna paid for his medical expenses. She leased him a flat close to the hospital where he was, where I can't speak, where he was receiving treatment. And she became involved in raising awareness and fundraising. So the hospital did a fundraiser and she's on the catwalk. It's a fashion show. She's on the catwalk wearing a denim jacket painted by Martin. So it's like an AIDS benefit fashion show. He died on the 30th of November, 1986. He was 23. Oh, my God, that's so young. Isn't it? Four years later, another good friend of hers passed from AIDS, Christopher Flynn, her first dance teacher at the time. So she described him as her mentor uh, and a, will remain an eternal inspiration. So someone else who's had a big impact on her life. Before he died, she organised the dance with him to raise money for HIV causes. Same year, Keith Haring also died of AIDS, another good friend of hers. Yeah, he went to her wedding, didn't he? We talked yes. about this in the Keith yeah. Haring episode, yeah. So you can see why she feels passionately about the HIV community, because she's lost lots of friends. Yeah, it's taking her friends' lives. Yeah. So at the GLAAD Awards in 2019, Madonna recalled the time in her speech where she described uh, smuggling experimental drugs across the border from Mexico to help her friends with HIV. She also talks about going to hospitals and just hugging every single AIDS patient. Oh, she's like a... American Princess Diana. Mm. Oh, I love that she did that. Yeah. So over the course of her career, she has donated millions to AIDS organisations. And she is considered to be one of the first musicians to advocate in response to the AIDS crisis, which is what we talked about earlier, isn't it? That she was there right from the start doing as much as she can to help her friends. Well, but she's she's even putting herself at risk in a way, you know, smuggling drugs over the border, a bit like the Dallas Buyers Club sort of thing. That is, you know, you could get in serious, serious trouble for that. Yeah. But she's she knows how important it is. Yeah. I'm re- I'm 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 with you, right? I, look, I can't even get my words out. I'm already with you at how impressed you are with <laughs> wh- how she's supported the positive community. I know. Do you want to know some more things that she's done? Absolutely. Okay, she purchased the back page of Billboard magazine to drum up financial assistance for AIDS relief and research organisations. She donated $400,000 from her Who's That Girl World Tour. Oh, do you remember that song? Who's That Girl? It was from Man Desperately Seeking Susan, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Oh, no. Wasn't it from the film no. Who's That Girl? I thought the film was called Who's That Girl. She did oh, an yeah. actual... Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Let's move Into on. Into the groove. That kind of... That's desperately seeking susan yeah you're right you're so right why have i managed to merge them into one i'm gonna have to go and watch who's that girl now because now i can't i can't differentiate between the two uh anyway so who's that girl well tour four hundred thousand pounds donated to amfar which is an american aids research charity yeah Uh, and she held a concert in madison square and she dedicated her performance of live to tell to burgoyne live to tell is one of my favorite songs yeah not just because the video includes scenes from uh, the film that sean penn was in that that this was the soundtrack to but just because it's beautiful rolling stone labeled madonna as the first major american pop star to stage such a large fundraiser that's quite incredible really when you think about what was going on at the time yeah but also really clever, um, just to go back to the, the point where she took out an advert in Billboard magazine. That's that's, that's being really, really clever about things. Mm. She donated to the French Association of Artists Against AIDS from her Paris concert. 
After the premiere of Truth or Dare, donations were made to AIDS Project Los Angeles, the AIDS Action Foundation and AMFAR, took part in Elizabeth Taylor's 65th birthday in 1997. And in 1999, she lent her name to the AIDS Walk in Detroit. She became patron of Crusade in 2002. In 2007, she's donated money to the Mobilisation Against AIDS. She's auctioned a private concert in 2008, raising money for Amphar. So she's doing things pretty much every single year. Yeah, continuously. Yeah. She endorsed other groups like ACT UP, we've spoken about them before, and Bid to Beat AIDS. And of course, she has acknowledged World AIDS Days many, many times. Yeah. Um, and during tours, she always dedicates performances to survivors of AIDS or people who we've lost because of AIDS. I didn't know that. So this this more this most recent one isn't. No, no. So the Rebel Heart tour in 2015, she dedicated a performance to them as well. I don't think it was on the scale that this the celebration tour was, but she's always remembering them. Yeah, she's allowed yeah. you know B sides to be used on AIDS charity albums. She was involved in Sing, a song released during the two thousand and seven World AIDS Day. Oh, her song, her B side. It was a B side song, Supernatural. It appeared on the AIDS charity album Red Hot and Dance, and the remix was provided by Sly and Robbie. Do you remember them? No. Oh, okay. Move on then. You look so happy out. about that. Who are Sly and Robbie? Oh, they were quite cool at the time. I remember them because they're kind of R&B, hip-hop-y kind of... No, not heard of them. Of all the things she's done, possibly, possibly the most far-reaching is in 1989 when she released her album, Like a Prayer. Come on, one of the best albums ever. In that album, and I must have got one of these because I bought that album, there's a card insert called The Facts About AIDS. So it's just like, well, it's just a leaflet. That sounds really derogatory, doesn't it? The card inset describes AIDS as an equal opportunity disease. And it goes on to say people with AIDS, regardless of their sexual orientation, deserve compassion and support, not violence and bigotry. She then lists three simple facts explaining how you can get HIV and then an equally simple message telling you to wear a condom. And then it signs off with AIDS is no party. Think how many people bought that album millions that's genius to do that having said that though i bought the album i don't remember the card insert but it must have been there but like you said but you were also a lot younger really i might still have it you know i'm gonna have a look it would it be your mum's house no no when i moved out all of my stuff very quickly followed Oh, why, why did mums do that? My mum did that. Like, and, and literally, when I wasn't going down fast enough, she just brought it all up to me. I was just like, no, you have it. You keep it for longer. I think it's to make sure you definitely go. I think that's what they're doing. It's like, I don't want any memories of you here. You can have them all at your house. I know that album is here somewhere. I'll have a look for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have a look and let us know if you do manage to find it. Or if, if, anyone, if anyone listening has it, got the album and, and, and saw it, let us know. Yes. Oh, it could be worth some money. Well, maybe not. Lots of people bought it, but maybe. But how amazing a part of real part of HIV history that is. And a very effective way of raising awareness around the world. That is one of the best ways I've ever seen or heard about someone using their platform. She's very clever, isn't she? So clever. If you bought it today, would you get that same card? Oh, I don't know. I wonder if you would. Maybe we should look into this. If anyone knows that, let us know. I don't know. I wanted to include, we'll be looking at Madonna, 
um, a Jonathan Ross interview that took place in 1992. And uh, it's obviously an interview with Madonna. He is questioning her on rumours that have been making the rounds that she's HIV positive. And he actually asks her in the interview, if you were to find out that you were HIV positive, how would you deal with it? Amazing. I know. Jesus. Good God, Jonathan Ross. I know. And she um, is kind of taken off guard a little bit because she's like, oh, gosh, okay. Um, And then she'd say, well, I'd certainly say that I was. I can't go to the bathroom without everyone knowing about it. Fair enough. So what's the point in denying it? Yeah. And then she said, I don't think it's anything to be ashamed about. And that's one of the problems with AIDS. People are made to feel that they're lepers and that they have to go and hide in a cave somewhere. And then she's saying, I think the most important thing that I could do would be to make an announcement and just say I'm HIV positive. And then the next thing would be to stay as healthy as possible for as long as possible. So good. She kind of shuts him down a bit. What question to ask? What, what, when is it ever okay to say, oh, what would you do if you were positive? Do people actually ask those sort of things? So I, I think there are still inappropriate questions being asked. We know this from the disclosure episode. And actually, over World AIDS Day, um, we had done, obviously, lots of different types of interviews with lots of different you know, media outlets. And one of them had actually asked about, um, I had a, someone with me who was positive and happy to talk about being positive, living with HIV. And the journalist asked them about having AIDS, first of all, and then called them a sufferer. And it really got a bit, I had to be like, oh, no, no, I don't know what we don't know what we're doing here. So I think, yeah, people are still super ignorant and asking awful questions. Well, that's sad to hear, isn't it? I know. What are we, 20, bloody 23? It's weird, isn't it? Because people do use that word suffering with HIV. You don't hear people saying, oh, I suffer from diabetes. Do you? No. And HIV is always most commonly linked with diabetes. I've yeah. heard it so many times. Oh, it's just diabetes, isn't it? It's just like diabetes. We're not talking about diabetes sufferers, are we? Or well, exactly. And the word itself, to suffer, is it has such negative connotations. Yeah, well, it does, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, very odd. Right, we're moving up to present day, and we're looking at Madonna's current celebration tour, which neither of us went to. We weren't given tickets, were we, Jess? Sad times, yeah. And in a cost of living crisis, I certainly could not afford a Madonna ticket. No. <laughs> So during the tour, uh, she pays tribute to those lost to AIDS. So she is singing in an open air box, of course, like a perspex box that moves across the stage. And pictures of those who lost their lives to the epidemic appear on screens across the arena, including, and it starts with Keith Haring, Martin Burgoyne and Christopher Flynn. Those are the first images that come up. Right. That I could see because I wasn't actually there. <laughs> but that's what came up on YouTube. <laughs> and there are other people um, that come up as well, like Freddie Mercury, for example. But it's not just pictures of famous people. There are pictures of everyday people that have died of AIDS. And they just come up more and more and more and more pictures as she's singing this amazing, you know, song, Live to Tell. It's uh, hugely impactful. Have you seen it? I haven't watched the whole thing. I have to. I have to be honest. I haven't, but I will go and I will go and have a watch. Oh, I found it very moving. Visually, it is very impactful because you just think there are so many people up on those those screens, and these are all people that have been contacted for permission to use their pictures. Right. So for the families, a, a beautiful way to remember their loved one. 
Yeah. And for everybody else, younger generations that weren't around in the 80s that don't remember how awful it was, this is a great way to show them the impact that AIDS had on you know that generation of, of mm. people. Well, it's amazing. It's amazing that she included it in this tour. As you said, she's included it in other tours, but to on this on such a big scale is yeah, unreal. It is. And to that lovely song, which, by the way, when I sing along with Madonna, the harmonies that I create, incredible. Are they? And does anyone Mm. else tell you that? Or is it just that you can hear that? Well, I can sing it to you tomorrow in the office. You don't want to do it now? No, because I need Madonna there as well. I see. It has to be the Yeah, and we don't have money for licensing other people's songs. No. But I will say that our voices very much complement each other. She's got such a, sorry, I, I know, I know we're, we're you know, obviously laughing at your singing voice here, Sarah. Obviously you're not, I am. I mean, hello, I'm not laughing at my singing <laughs> voice. But Madonna does have such a distinctive voice, doesn't she? I couldn't tell you another singer <clears throat> that has a similar voice to her. No, she does have a very distinctive voice. Although I was watching a programme about Cher at the weekend. She's another one, isn't she? An amazingly distinctive voice. But I haven't spent all weekend just watching TV, by the way. <laughs> Sounds Isn't like sure? documentaries of Sean Penn, <laughs> programmes on Share. Yep, all good. Oh, no, it wasn't Nativity I watched this weekend. It was Nativity. Rest, oh, I did. A... And then for the rest of the weekend, I'm not going to lie, you know, you get an earworm. Oh, for the rest of the day, I had things are really cool in Nazareth. In Nazareth. I was literally, I wanted to punch myself da, in the da, face. Da, da, I was da, like, da, shut da, up, shut up da, all day long. Da, 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 I mean, I love, I love Nativity, the film. But yeah, no, that song, I don't, I really don't like the sound of ch- children singing. So it was even worse that that was in my head. You don't like the sound of children? <laughs> sound like a witch, don't I? I watched The Witches as well on the weekend. I sound like a witch. No, you know, like a children's like children. choir. <laughs> we all know oh. that, don't we? <laughs> oh, but that's the beauty of the film. You can sing along to every single song. Oh, they're incredible, the way they perform them. Oh, my nativities weren't like that. I don't ever remember there being songs in our nativities. Oh, God, away in a bloody manger. Oh, oh, I, yeah, you're right, and little donkey, but that was it. Not that I took part in it, because I was always a rock or a tree. No one could see my acting potential. Oh, you didn't get a good part. <gasps> oh, no. my God, do you know what I always used to be? And maybe this is a preceder to what we do now, Sarah. I would always get made the narrator. Oh, I was the bloody narrator as well. See, but look at us now. Until I kind of point blank refused to do it and just went, no, I'm not going to speak. And then oh. I was demoted to, you know, rock, B or whatever. A B at, at the back. A, a B at the <laughs> Not even the big rock. Why were there so many rocks in our nativity plays? I don't think Why about. were there bees out at night at the birth of Jesus? There's no bees. Rock you said B. B. Like, Rock A at the front of the stage, oh. Rock B at the back of the stage, Rock C behind the manger. You are either a rock or like the insect, a bee. No, there's no bees. <laughs> no. Oh, this has got so out of hand. Okay, go on, Madonna. Let's go back to Madonna. <laughs> well, we've almost come to the end. The only other thing I wanted to say or acknowledge about Madonna is that she is, I mean, she's always been very sexual, hasn't she? Which I know some people find shocking and she's very provocative but it's never ever just been aimed at one audience has it she's just sexual to everyone no she she pushes the boundaries and I think she just tries to make us think about sex in a bit of a different way yeah I think you're right you know it doesn't have to be gender orientated or you know 
linked to sexuality. That's what I love about her. She just appeals to everybody. Yes, I think it, she yeah, she just appealed to everybody in an empowering way. I think she appealed mm. to women. I think people really misunderstood her when they went bonkers about like her coffee table book and stuff. It's like why can't we talk about, you know, S&M and stuff? Why is this such a problem? Why aren't we talking about yes. sex more? Why is it such a problem for someone to be sexy and want to be sexy? Why? It's very true. When you think back to the 80s and the 90s, most pop stars, I am generalising, but I'm going to say it anyway, most pop stars were aimed specifically at straight people, especially girls, yeah. boy bands, girl bands. Look at Spice Girls, girl power. Yeah, and it's very much directed at women, isn't it, and girls? Yeah, and she didn't do that. She was just like, you know, I don't, I don't care, I don't care about anything. You know, I am sexy. She is, still is, yeah. um, and that's all there is to it. And I think because of that, she probably appealed to a much wider audience. Mm. So those HIV messages she's putting out within her album are reaching a much broader range of people than perhaps if some other, you know, if the Spice Girls had done anything around HIV and girl power would yeah. it have been as appealing to the LGBT community yeah but she's all right she appeals to everyone and she does tackle topics doesn't she that are controversial you know remember when she did um Papa Don't Preach oh my god another yeah. amazing song and that's about teenage pregnancy isn't it and yeah and she's oh god I just my love, love for her knows no bounds I love her don't give a shit attitude that's that's how I feel she's always been. I will do what I want. I will promote the things I want. I will dress I want. I'll act the way I want. And I will talk about the things that I want. Like you're saying, like talking about teenage pregnancy and Papa Don't Preach. Or everyone went bonkers, didn't they? Um, that she depicted Jesus being black in um, like a prayer. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I just love her. She's just like, nah, everyone can just fuck off, basically. Yeah, I think that's that's her attitude. That's always been her attitude, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I think it's helped generations of people or given generations of people that little bit more confidence. Yeah. And when she's supporting the LGBT community or the HIV community, it is giving them confidence as well. You know, I've got a massive icon on your side who totally understands how we're affected by HIV. Absolutely. God, she is she is bloody awesome, isn't she? Oh, she is. I think she's one of my, well, she is probably the most iconic pop star from my kind of childhood and teenage years. Mm. I know the Kemp brothers and Spandau Ballet will be gutted to hear that, but that's what it is. They will be very upset. Weirdly, you know, you're talking about uh, about what you watched this weekend. I, I watched a thing about Bucks Fizz and that, that bus crash they got into. That was <gasps> awful. Yeah, that really affected one of them, didn't it? He was quite poorly. Yeah, a couple of them, massively. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd add that in, Sarah, seeing as you seem to have watched a lot of music-based documentaries as well. Yeah, what happened this weekend that I just watched so much television? It was quite it was quite rainy, wasn't it? It was quite rainy. Mm, yeah. I think I just rainy. got kind of... So, there was just a lot of good stuff on. It's a build-up to Christmas, isn't it? There's a lot of good TV coming up. And now yeah. that I'm a celeb is finished, I'm on board with all of it. Oh, my God. I also have something amazing to tell you, talking about TV. My mum went to see ABBA Voyage. Oh, yeah. wow. But anyway, this is relevant to HIV. So as she was going up there, um, she was doing a little post about our chocolates. And she said to her friends, oh, hang on, I just really need to put a post up about the chocolates. And then she told them about the podcast and all of that. 
And one of her friends turned around to her and said, do you know that you can't um, pass AIDS on? And my mum looked at her and was like, so we don't, it's not, it's not AIDS, is it? It's HIV. But anyway, so then they did, okay, fair enough. But she said, you can't pass it on. You can just take your medication. You don't pass it on. My mum was quite taken aback that she'd just said this. So she's talking about you equals you. Wow, Obviously, yeah. she doesn't realise. But do you know where she learned it from? This is one of your old faves, Sarah. Bloody doctors. As oh, in, the soap. Yes, there is a TV, like, like a like a TV soap that's on in the daytime in England, uh, and it's called Doctors. And apparently they were talking about it on there. And that is they, how she yes. learned about it. They've covered HIV quite a few times. That's really good. It was so good. So my mum explained, um, yeah, so it's called you equals you. But yeah, how awesome is that? When my mum told me, she was like, see, so the message is like spreading further. And I was like, "Uh, amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Well done, doctors. Yeah. Reaching a different group of people, isn't it, that? Yes. Oh, imagine being able to watch it every day. It's not, it's not for me, that kind of thing. It's being axed, isn't it? Is it? Why? I don't know. Because only one person watches it, my mum's friend. <laughs> I used to watch it, but I'm going back like years ago when I was on maternity leave. Occasionally I'd watch it now, but... Well, anyway, just thought I'd share that with you, but amazing Madonna knowledge. Oh, yes, that's it. That's everything to do with Madonna. She will hear this and she will invite us to her celebration tour somewhere else around the world. And we will go and then we will meet her and then I will be best friends with her. That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm with, yeah, okay, I'll just come along. I'll carry the bags. That's fine. No, <laughs> you can meet her too, but I am the bigger fan out of the two of us, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would say you probably are. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. so I mean, we will I do got... what we always do, which is that I will go in first. You'll be two kind of feet behind me. I will meet her and then I will introduce you. That's yeah. how we'll work it. Okay, okay, that's fine. And then you just go sit away to the side. Just maybe like like a PA, I'll ask if you need anything every now and again. And, and then I, and you'll be like, just go away. I'll, okay, that's fine. I'll just go away again. I'll just raise my hand if I need something, you know, some water. I'll get your belt. I'll get you a bell and just ring a bell. Oh, I would love a bell. <laughs> I would I never get you a bell. On my desk at I knew it. I, I knew just... you were going to say no. Oh, it would be amazing. Otherwise, I'm going to use that klaxon thing we've got. I hate that air horn. That It's really loud, isn't it? Yes, Sarah, it is. It is oh. very loud. We used to have a megaphone until yeah, someone took the batteries out of it. But that's probably a good thing, seeing as our centre's fairly small and you could just it, shout. And then I could just use the megaphone. Tea, please. You know what? Sean will be listening to this, be fuming. I don't do this, Sean. Don't do any of this. Ever. It doesn't scare me with the air horn. That definitely no, never I have happens. Never, <laughs> I've never <laughs> tested the air horn. <laughs> ever. I don't have a bell to ring. <laughs> megaphone doesn't work. So I have to make my own tea. I like this backtracking. This is amazing. <laughs> I don't want my next meeting with him to be so. Can we just talk about how you see your role in the office? <laughs> okay, amazing. Well, I don't think we should tell people what we're doing next week. Let's just leave it as like a little you mystery. You don't know what we're doing next I do week. know, Sarah. I know more than you know. Do you, though? Well, only because I always say to you, what are we doing? And then you look at me and then I tell you and then you go, oh, yeah, I think we are. No, I know exactly what we're doing next week. 
because it is a little special episode for you. For me, because of my love of crisps. Yes. She finally found a link, everyone. So that's not the total thing that it's about, but it's it's about other things. You know, we did HE and chocolate before, and obviously my love is crisps. Yes. Um so she's found a very tenuous link, but we're gonna we're gonna go with it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be it's gonna amazing. Be amazing. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and video. The HIV podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.